Welcome to Life in the Pit, a podcast about the lives and adventures of instrumentalists within the wonderful world of musical theater. And now, here is your host, David Lane. And hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 43. It's good to be with you once again. We are now into April and have some fun guests lined up this week. Uh, this week's episode is going to be probably the, the shortest one of the month, but uh, it's a very interesting episode for reasons that I will elaborate on in just a moment. Uh, first of all, though, just a reminder, there's three ways that you can help the show. One is to share this episode with those who you think would enjoy uh, this content about theater musicians. Second, if you're on an app like Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a review, leave a rating, a five-star rating is most helpful. A review is also very good. And then uh, finally, if you go to the website, davidlanemusic.com slash podcast, uh, among all the things that you can find there, including all of the episodes, uh, you can also find a donate button, which is the only way to support the show at the moment. Um, you, there are a few operating expenses with the show, and thanks to donor, donors, uh, I've already covered the out-of-pocket expenses. But then there's a few things that pop up from time to time, like this brand new microphone that I'm using. Um, the old one was definitely on its way out. If you listen really closely to the introductions to some of the, I believe the past couple of episodes, you'll definitely hear that. Um, unfortunately, you'll probably hear it in, on the interviews coming up. So um, I'm on this microphone now. I had already recorded on the old microphone today's interview along with the next two weeks of interviews. But that's the way it goes. And uh, hopefully this sound will improve over the next few weeks as I actually learn to use this. I literally, as I'm recording this now, have had this microphone for about four hours and haven't had a chance to really test it yet. Um, so hopefully the sound of this podcast will be getting uh, better that when we get to May, it'll sound better than it is in April. Speaking of sound, you'll hear a little bit of sound issues in the interview today because uh, my guest was you know, on earphones, but he was also in his college dorm with his roommates. Uh, that's right. I'm talking to a student this week. I'm talking to the only guest that has appeared on the show so far as a featured guest who was born in the 21st century. Sachio Nang is a student at Oakton Community College in the Chicago area. And he was one of many music directors who offered their services for the Ask the Music Director series that we had four episodes of uh, just a couple of months ago. Or actually, sorry, we're in April now, three, <laughs> three and four months ago. It's been a while. And I didn't have room to include him in being one of the music directors to answer the questions. But I was so intrigued uh, when he told me that he had directed his high school musical, and he had worked with with professional musicians, and he did that while he was a senior in high school. And I just thought that was just amazing. To work with outside professional musicians at such a young age, I wanted to f find out this experience. So if you're a music student 
um, or you just want to kind of go back to the days when you were a student yourself, this is a good episode. Um, Sacho is still learning what he wants to do with his life. He's still learning about music and theater and hasn't had really a lot of experience so far. He's been a part of five shows, but one of the things that you can tell when you visit his social media as well as listen to this interview is that he is very driven. He's still trying to figure out where to focus the energy, but he's into a lot of creative projects. He's into uh, a lot of things with music, including different instruments. So I thought this would be a fun perspective. Life in the Pit from the youngest guests that we've had so far. An 18-year-old young musician just getting into this field. Here's my conversation with Sachio Neng. Sachio, thanks for being on Life in the Pit today. Uh, thanks for having me. I guess what was back in... I'm just checking here. It was back in December when I was looking for music directors willing to be on the Ask the Music Director series. I... Um, I had I had some people lined up and I got a few extra responses and and yours was one of them, and um, and it said, "Hello, I heard you were looking for pit musicians, music directors to interview for your podcast. I'm an 18 year old musician who has played all the mus- musicals at my high school, and I music directed Little Shop of Horrors my senior year with a professional band, and uh, I saw that last thing and I just said, now I got to talk to you about that because I got to say." <laughs> As somebody who was 34 years old before I did my first real musical, just I, I couldn't imagine going back in time to my senior year of high school yeah. and taking on that kind of responsibility. So, uh, so that's that's the big tease. We're going to talk about that. That'll be the uh, the main thing we talk about. Just that whole process. But um, let's let's start with uh, who are you now? So uh, where do you live? And uh, if you're in school, what grade are you in? I live in Skokie, Illinois, a uh, s- suburb of Chicago. Uh, I am 18 right now. I'm a freshman in college. Uh, I'm currently going to community college since okay. COVID hit and all that stuff. So That's, that's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did you go to high school? I went to Niles West High School. Okay. Great. Yeah. So what is your career goal? Is, is you, You've done a lot with theater and obviously with music. Is it in that realm? Yes, somewhere in music. Uh, I also compose music, so I'm not completely sure what I want to do right. uh, in, in terms of that. But something in music, uh, right. whether it be, uh, at least for, for college, I'm probably going to do either music education or music composition, one of them. Right. So, yeah. I mean, those are both very good degrees, uh, especially if you don't know what you want to do with music. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say a lot of people, myself included, knew what they wanted to do with music and then, you know, yeah. just opportunities kind of steer you in a different direction and so forth. So it's, you know, it's good to be flexible, versatile, uh, but musical music education, of course, you know, it, it teaches you so much about music because you got to teach it. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, being able to teach is, you know, increasingly more valuable uh, yeah. each day. And then of course, music composition, which was my major, you know, you, you have to learn all about music so yeah. that you can manipulate it on paper and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, bo- both very good degrees um, if you're not like set in stone and being a performer or something yeah. like that. So uh, great. Well, so when did you get started in music? 
in music, uh, I the first instrument I learned was piano uh, when I was five. Okay. My parents kind of just told me that I was taking piano lessons, and I guess I kind of just went along with it. Right. Uh, and it wasn't until like later on where I started to actually enjoy it. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't really remember. <laughs> right. That's a fairly common story, <laughs> I think. You know, I mean, I mean that part sounds just like yeah. me. I was. Uh, had an aptitude for it early on, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was basically, you were taking piano lessons, you're going to practice, uh, it, you know, none of it was my choice and yeah. until much <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, now, now, um, so did you like take lessons throughout school or, or did, did you stop at any point? I, uh, I took lessons until I was in fresh, uh, freshman in high school. Okay. And then stop. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, did you ever pick up any other instruments along the way? Yes. Uh, fourth grade, we had band, so I was uh, playing clarinet for that. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, and so when did you get into theater? What, uh, what, what was your first show? Yeah. And was it as an, I mean, have you ever acted or was it just as like uh, a keyboard player? Uh my first show was Rent. We did Rent School Edition my freshman year of high school. Uh, and that was kind of my introduction to, to the world of theater. So. Nice, nice. So, so you were a keyboard player for that? I was a keyboard player for that, Okay, yes. nice. Okay, good. Um, so you did Rent. What, what are some of the other shows that you did in high school? I believe in order. They are Rent, uh, uh, 25th Annual Portland County Spelling Bee. Uh, Les Mis, School Edition, uh, Little Mermaid, and then Little Shop. Mm, nice. Okay, so now you played, I guess you played like piano for rent? Yes, I did. The, the piano conductor book. 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Um, you know, I just recently released an episode as, as of the time we're talking with John uh, Eldridge about keyboard programming. And he yes, said yes. that that book is is kind of infamously hard from a standpoint of programming your keyboard. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> did you oh, yeah. did you go through the aspect of programming that or did you get any help? Um I uh, kind of deciphered the book because uh, there's a bunch of splits and like layered patches and everything and it's all like crazy. And I, I remember I think it was the first day of tech or something like that where we were on stage and we were rehearsing. I couldn't use the sounds because I, I couldn't get my, my computer to connect to the keyboard. Mm. So that was all kind of kind of to waste. <laughs> right. But I kind of just did what I could with the, the keyboard and the, the sounds on that. Uh, so, that, yeah. But <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's a tricky one because, uh, you know, he was just saying, like, like basically the bass part is in the keyboard and the way it's, yeah, way it's all hooked it's, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all split into the left hand. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> with that. And then, uh, you know, I can't say that I know much about the, the Les Mis School Edition. Um, like it's, basically, how... it's basically Les Mis, but, like, kind of shorter. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I remember things like this, but uh, consistently act one when i did the full version it was an hour mm -hmm. 47 minutes <laughs> until we got to hit oh, yeah. intermissions <laughs> and then about an hour for second act so it's about a two hour 40 minute something show yeah, in the full version long. 
Yeah, so I'm assuming the school version was was shorter. So, <laughs> um, so these shows that you did, Rent, 25th Annual, Putnam County Spelling Bee, and Les Mis, just these first three. Um, what kind of a pit did you have with those? Uh, for Rent, it was very small because it's a rock musical. So I believe it was me, uh, keyboard two, uh, guitar. We didn't have a bass player, so I had to kind of cover all that stuff. Right. And then two percussions. So it's like six people and like our conductor. Right. Uh, so was a conductor like small. the, you know, so a lot of times in these, in schools, your choral, uh, your choral teachers, the conductor, unless you have like an outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Band director was the, the conductor. So nice. He, okay. He's doing that for okay. us. Uh, for spelling bee, uh, I was technically on piano slash synthesizer. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like juggling those two parts. Uh, so it was, we had a conductor for that one. He was an orchestra director. Uh, it was me, I believe. There's a read book, but we had three people play that. Because right. I believe it's flute, alto sax, uh, oboe, and clarinet. Mm-hmm. So I think we had three or four people on that. Uh, we had cello and percussion. So that's probably like six or seven people. Okay, um, all right. That's and then for Lamez, we had like uh, everyone. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so it's like standard instrumentation for that. Was that like, was that was that like nineteen pieces or something like that? Yeah, probably nineteen twenty piece. Wow, orchestra. That's nice. So you had the strings and everything. Yep. Yeah. So did your school? You know, I always have to ask this, especially coming from different regions. Did your school have have an orchestra as well as a band? Yes. Yes, we both an orchestra and a band. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I live in I live in the South, <laughs> and bands are huge. You know, it's like we've got, uh, you know, every, every kind oh, of oh, even yeah. mid-sized high school has has a band program, but orchestra program is a little harder to find. A lot of times, when you have an orchestra, it's kind of like well, it's just the strings, and they have their own thing other than band. Until you know, I guess maybe maybe they come together a little bit. But a lot of times, just getting string players into those programs <laughs> yeah. are hard. Like where I live, um, if you want. Mm. To, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of high schools you can go to for a solid orchestral experience, but if you want to play orchestra music and actually challenge yourself, you, you have to audition for one of the youth symphonies. You know. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's that's pretty nice that you had you know those resources for Les Mis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did it for community theater, and after we'd raised all the money we we had, we said, well, we can get me playing keyboard while I conduct and 12 other people. So we had a, you know, a 13 piece pit, but you know, that's kind of like, we'll have a violin, a viola. Yeah. And and one and a part. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Um, so then we get to uh, little mermaid and what was your involvement on the little, on the little mermaid when your high school did? So I played the keyboard one book, uh, and usually you would rent out the sounds for like however long it's running. But that's really expensive. Right. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'll just you know, make them. It's not much work for me. Uh, well, it is a lot of work, but I, I, I do it because I love it. So. Right. Uh, well, I, I did the book, uh, and then I added uh, some percussion stuff that we couldn't fit in the pit. So like timpani and, and xylophone and all the big stuff. Uh, just so, you know, it could make it easier for them. Um, right. Nice. So yeah, that was that was about it for at least programming. Um, 
I think it took me either probably like a week or two weeks to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just working every day. And <laughs> with with uh, programming of these, it's kind of hard because you don't really have much reference to go off of, right. especially if the sound names are like, like you know, something really vague, then you're not right. sure what you're supposed to do with it. Exactly. But, <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that sounds about right. You know, a, a <laughs> two or three weeks now, let's just say up to this point, uh, you know, I can ask you about like what you're doing now in just a moment, but like through little mermaid, are you using school gear or d- have you invested in your own, uh, software and instrument by this point? So I believe the keyboard is the schools, but okay. the, the Mac that I use is mine, uh, and I believe I had like a, a sample pad or something for. Like did you use main stage? Yes, I did use. Okay. Mainstage. And any other gear that you? I mean, did he, did you use like like Logic or what kind of? Where did you get your sounds from? Uh, most of it was like stock main stage sounds, okay. uh, and I did what I could with that. Right. Uh, so have you? Um, you know, I guess I want to talk more about, you know, you know, well, we've mentioned, you know, you're going to be doing music education. Uh, have you bought yourself a keyboard? Uh, after I do have point? a keyboard. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> nice. I nice. What kind do you have? Uh, I believe I have a, a Casio Privia digital grand piano. Okay, that's pretty Very good. Very bulky, but yeah, probably going to end up getting something more portable. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, there was a time... And and I and when I say it, there was a time, you know, I don't even think we're talking ten years ago, where if you wanted to do all the things that these shows are asking for, you you had to have something like a Kurzweil or, you know, a fairly expensive keyboard. But, oh yeah. But now, <laughs> you know, you just need something that plays well that'll hook up hook up to your laptop. So, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, okay, so. I guess we've covered everything through at least your junior year for sure. Now we come to Little Shop of Horror. So what are the circumstances that allowed you to music direct as a senior? So I, I think it was the end of my junior year. I asked the theater director, I was like, oh, you know, I, I've been playing for all these shows. Uh, could I music direct one? And I, I think, I'm pretty sure his answer at first was like, well, let me get back to you on that. Right. At that point, they were still figuring out what shows we were doing. Uh, and then... And then later in the year, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll let you do it. Because it was our fall show, which was two years ago, I believe, before right. COVID hit. Uh, so it was October, um, which I'm really glad I got to do that before COVID hit. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then during that time, I was juggling both marching band and, and the musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's part of the reason why we had to get professional musicians is because all the all of our musicians were doing marching band. Right. Uh, so they were like, oh, we'll just hire, hire uh, musicians for, for the pick. Now, um, was hiring the musicians, did you have a... Imp- did you get to do that process or did they someone else take care of that? Someone else took care of it, which okay. I'm kind of glad they did. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if you're contracting, it's really... It can nothing can be more stressful than if you don't know the people you're hiring. You know, it's oh, like yeah. if you have the relationships, you know, that's one thing. But yeah, okay. So now, what did music directing involve for you? Obviously, you know, I know it's we're going to get to the pit, and it involves you know conducting while you know well either conducting only or conducting while you're playing. Yeah. But usually, it also involves you know 
as a music director, you're involved from the beginning, you know, usually with uh, from from auditions, if your school, you know, auditions for shows mm -hmm. to um, teaching the cast, the, the vocals and all that. So, I mean, describe. So what what duties did you have to do and what duties were covered by um, other teachers? And <laughs> so there was me and then we had a vocal director. And the right. vocal director taught all the, all the songs and was, so I think, for the auditions and stuff. Uh, okay. I was kind of just in charge of the band. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vocal directing. It's one of those things, if you've got a bona fide voice teacher, you know, especially one on staff, yeah. like, you know, that's always, that's always a better way to go. Sometimes though, you know, especially depending on what kind of theater you go for, it's, it's kind of an all in one thing. And so, yeah. um, you know, so that's the one thing that, you know, that I would, I guess I would throw as advice, you know, when you're, when you're studying is, and it's something that I really didn't do myself. You know, I had to get this experience after college or in other ways, but obviously you're going to be studying keyboard, piano, but I, you know, I would take voice as well. It's like, there's really oh, yeah. no substitute <laughs> for that when it comes to teaching it, you know, later on, whatever you do. So it's just a good experience to have. Um, okay. So you got someone, someone's hired the band for you. Um, how many rehearsals did you have with the band? I believe we had two rehearsals before tech week. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, they were killer players. They, I, that's all kind of all we needed for, for that. Right. Uh, that, but yeah, we had two rehearsals and then tech week and then we opened. Right. So yeah, let me ask this. Cause I've, I have music directed little shop of horrors. You know, it's kind of funny. So th would this been fall of 2019? Yes. It's really funny because I, I music directed Little Shop of Horrors fall of 2019 <laughs> as well. And I did it at a high school, but uh, oh, wow, it was yeah. a high school that um, that hires outside music directors. They don't, mm. um, at oh, least, I, at least yeah. I think they changed that recently. I didn't, you know, I wasn't on the call for this past uh, season, but I chose to I had to play something. I chose to play the keyboard two book and let someone else mm -hmm. do the piano book. So, yeah. so now what was your approach? Did you do the piano book or? I, I played the piano conductor score. Yeah. Uh, did you do the original or the 2003? Yeah, because I know there, there, the, the, there's the original one and there's the revival version yeah. with the bigger pit. Yeah. I did the original one with like a five piece band. Okay. Yeah. That's what we yeah. did too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, having you know there's an advantage to playing from the piano conductor score if you're conducting <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> of that very thing is the conductor score um i can't remember how i layered it i think i think what i did is i played from the piano conductor score but i marked where all the keyboard two stuff was i took like a big highlighter and i just said okay right this is organ <laughs> this yeah, is something yeah. else you know and um uh, yeah, so there's a couple of ways to do that. Yeah, like that and Gypsy. Gypsy doesn't have a keyboard two book. <laughs> keyboard <laughs> two was me looking at the instruments we don't have and <laughs> and adding, you know, we need a brass section here. We, we need yeah. <laughs> um, strings here. We need all this other stuff. And so we had a pianist for that. So um, good. So, yeah, so you had the, the piano, the second keyboard, Bass, drums, and uh, guitar. And guitar, yes. Yeah. That is, that's kind of it for that. Good. Uh, and All it was right. interesting for the, uh, the synth book because I also programmed that. Because I, I believe originally off Broadway they had 
three stacked keyboards, I think. Right. One for the electric piano, one for the best synth stuff, and then an organ one. Right. Uh, and I, I kind of consolidated that into two. Yeah. Uh, to make it a little easier for, for that. But. Yeah, that's 1982 technologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're first working with these professional guys, did, did you have like... Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of times with if you know you're working with people like this, the, the rehearsal plan is let's just start from the beginning, play through it. Did you feel nervous at all offering feedback and leading, you know, these professionals? Yeah, it was weird because I was, you know, I'm, I'm a senior in high school and they're like top two musicians. And I was like, oh, this is feel, feels weird leading people older than me. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, at least we, you know, I just we played through the, the book um, and, you know, I. I could tell they were good musicians. Right. You know, yeah, I, I was like, okay, I'm not worried about this at all. Right. Uh, but it, it, it was, it was a little nerve, like nerve wracking at first. Um, but I, I definitely got more used to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times if you got good players, you know, you're 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 really talking. You're you're most useful of talking about here's when we start. Um, <laughs> here's the tempo. Uh, Things like, uh, okay, this this vamp is actually going to be three times. Uh, yeah. We're going to cut this measure. You know, th these are the things where, you know, I guess, you know, you're most useful, uh, you know, <laughs> when you're working with, you know, with people who know, you know, know what they're doing. Uh, but then, of course, you know, you can offer, even with, even with really good players, you can say things like, uh, you know, the guitar is a little too loud for the rest of yeah. the band, you know, so you can make those decisions along the way. But, uh, yeah, I know that, you know, I've been a, uh, you know, I, I conducted my high school band. I guess that's the closest thing to, to that. I wrote a piece, you know, my senior year and played that. And, um, you know, even among my peers, you know, it's like these are, you know, people my age and, you know, up to three years younger. It still felt weird <laughs> but yeah. the other thing is i know it felt weird from them too i had uh, <laughs> uh i had a girl and i probably had something to do with the fact it was an ex-girlfriend <laughs> oh, oh. that oh. that told that told me uh it's a good it's a good piece you wrote uh goes but you seem to act like you're better than we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and I'm like, no, I'm just on the conductor. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get the best work, you know. But, but it's funny. You, you never know. You're, there may be someone that thinks that. But uh, when I got to college and I was a freshman, uh, we had our college did a community orchestra approach because we didn't have a large number. Uh, we didn't have enough music majors to make a full orchestra. So we you know all the ones that were there on scholarship played in the orchestra and then we filled it out with community players and yeah. so there's some adults you know two and three times my age and when i'm conducting and it's like i have to issue that but the fun the fun thing about it is is that as soon as you just start doing that and kind of have confidence in yourself you know it's really age is not a thing and and i think yeah. I, I sometimes play for a, a a local university that has a very young music director like not too long after they've graduated <laughs> from college and um there's always that weird thing when you first go in there well this person's maybe half my age um but you know once you start doing your job i i just only speak for myself you know they're they're the music director they're in charge um i need to listen to them and if I have a good suggestion, a good insight, you know, I yeah. might I might offer it, you know, but if it's something like to do with tempo or balance or, you know, anything that's only something they can hear from their perspective, 
you know, then, then yeah. of course I'm going to follow along. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that was, was that your last show? Uh, that was show? my last show. Yes. Right. So then, so then COVID happened and then made the made your mm-hmm. way through that. And then, and then yeah. you started college. <laughs> so, so right now you're just, I guess, are you mainly getting like general classes in? Getting, yeah, gen eds and like getting my associates in music. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, are, are you getting, what kind of music classes are you taking now? Uh, right now I'm in music theory and old school, which is like you're training all the basic right. stuff. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just it. <laughs> yeah. I just had a curiosity. So did you ever have like, even before school, have you ever been on stage as an actor or is all of your uh, experience from a keyboard? So I did act like twice during my high school career. I was uh, a messenger in Macbeth. Okay. So that was like a really, you know, really short role, nothing much, but it was fun to be on stage for once. That was like, Oh, I'm not used to this. I'm usually, in the back or like you know right. so it was it was interesting doing that and then i was like in a, a 10 minute play because we had these you know festival of 10 10 minute plays that we did right so that was my first experience uh and then you know yeah. right <laughs> it's always interesting to be in that perspective like uh i haven't been on stage much but it's amazingly nerve-wracking compared to where your comfort zone is and uh yeah if you're in theater anything you can do outside of the pit just helps you get a perspective and maybe yeah. a little sympathy for <laughs> what else is going on so yeah um so okay so i'm gonna ask you this and you can you know you can play this back in in 2026 and, and see how you did where do you forecast <laughs> just based on what you where you are now where where do you what do you see yourself doing in five years from now? Um, five years, um, I'm probably graduating college. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in terms of a job, probably uh, being a gigging musician in Chicago or something like that. Right. Well, uh, I mean, you could do worse than that. You know, Chicago could <laughs> give you a lot of opportunities. <laughs> yeah. 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 What would that be like? Playing for musical theater, or I don't know, playing jazz or something. <laughs> okay. Just, just nice. yeah. Um, when theaters start opening back up, like community theaters, you're gonna try mm-hmm. to get back into doing some shows outside of school and get. Oh some yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know there's like a theater like three to five minutes away from my house that has like a live pit and stuff for most of their stuff. So. Right definitely we try to get into that uh you know in something so right okay um i guess other than school it's like do you have any other special projects anything like going on musically at the moment uh yes uh so at the beginning of uh when covid hit uh, i made a i made a song and i was uh asking people on facebook to uh to play it and then you know that it blew up because you know of course it blew, uh, blew up uh so it was like all these people from around the world playing a song uh that i wrote and it got like news attention and i was like oh this is so crazy it was like, ah. nice. uh, and then i i, I think I, I made another one and i tried to get people to play it and it, they you know not many people responded because you know school is starting up and right and well, it's like hard to get lightning to strike yeah. twice yeah <laughs> yeah um 
send me send me a link for for that you know yeah and i'll i'll make sure that i post that in the show notes as well yeah so. uh so i made another one uh and i tried to get it you know, last year but then i was like oh covid's still going on this year so okay. i'm currently trying to get musicians to record for that okay. uh so that that's one thing um and i i, I boredom has overtaken me so i'm currently in the works of writing a musical oh god, uh, nice sort of yeah <laughs> uh, with my girlfriend uh so we're oh. we don't know what's gonna happen with it <laughs> but we're you doing music and lyrics or just the music uh kind of everything yeah yeah just music lyrics book. okay yeah yeah i'll go ahead and say from experience just write it all down don't yeah. worry if it's saying good because <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I've worked with people writing a new musical and, you know, even people with Broadway experience. And, you know, the one thing that everyone will tell you is no matter what you write down, it'll need to be rewritten. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as you get other people <laughs> listening to it, they will they will find what you were too blind to see or too deaf to hear. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it could be that it's what you had was really great, but it doesn't serve the context of the whole or it's... Or, or, you know, if you, especially if you're writing the book, too, it's like, um, this is going to be too expensive. I mean, one of the things they told <laughs> yeah. us is that, you know, as soon as we started, like, from the first reading, it's like, well, you'll, you know, you'll have to drop a third of your cast members. It's like your ensemble is going to have to come down. It, you know, nobody who yeah. wants to produce the show is going to want to pay <laughs> as many ensemble members as we had. So <laughs> those are the types of things that are, you know, that, that come out mm-hmm. when you do this. Um yeah, great. Yeah, good luck with that. And um, is there some place that people can follow you if they'd like to follow you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I believe I have a fa- music page on Facebook, but I don't post on there much anymore. Right. Uh, I do have an Instagram. Uh, uh, my personal one is just my name. Right. My, my music one is my name with music. Satchu Ning and Satchu Ning music. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I know, you know, being a student, uh, especially these days, is kind of busy. Now, are you going to, I don't know where Chicago is right now. Are you doing mostly things online or are you in person? Yeah, all of my school is online uh, currently. All right. Well, this is just one more <laughs> Zoom thing for you then. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for taking time out to talk to me today. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me. And that wraps up episode number 43. Make sure you're following uh, this podcast, subscribe to it on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and you will get uh, next week's episode and all the ones that follow. We'll have episode number 44 next week, available on April 9th. As a reminder, if you want to follow what's coming up next, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Life in the Pit Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at David Lane Music or on Twitter and Facebook at David M. Lane Music. As always, a very special thank you to Mark Perillo for his cover art and to Bill Cisna for providing the introduction of this podcast. The theme music is composed and performed by David Lane. You can find out more about this podcast, leave feedback, or leave a donation at davidlanemusic.com slash podcast. Please rate and review on the Apple Podcast app, and please share with your friends. Thank you for listening.